What's up? This is Terrell Owens. This is Pooch Hall. This is O'Shea Jackson Jr. And you're listening to the R&B Podcast. Act like you know. That's what we do. This is our hell. We fast. And we gonna hit him in the mouth. You don't like it 100? This ain't the show for you. Oh, man. (laughs) Are you for real with that, Mike? Nate. Bro. I, I, I'm speechless, man. Out here. I know you're speechless. Super Bowl City. The crowd is going crazy. We got the people supporting the podcast. Oh, it's a movement, man. I'm we got an intro song. <laughs> now we visually got the intro. Yeah. We got our cameraman on the steady coming through <laughs> right now as we speak. Hey, man. Hey, this we is just a movie. Young cats trying to get now, down. Hey, this just turned you know? into a movie. Yeah. I lightweight got emotional watching that <laughs> intro. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey, man. Welcome to the Super Bowl, Nate. Man, welcome to the RB podcast, Super Bowl 50 edition. There it is, man. There it is, man. We Look, live. T- from the huddle here at Super Bowl City in San Francisco. Man, we're gearing up for the main event, man. Yeah. Super Bowl 50. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like your sports show meeting. What a time to be alive. Future Ooh. Drake. Come on, dog. That we Drake. turn up. Uh, okay. We turn I, up. I can dig that. Come on, hey, man. listen, coming up on today's show, um, obviously we're going to preview the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about the picks. We're going to talk about MVP possibilities. I got that. I got that heat for you. Nate, yeah. get me there, bro. We get, get me there, I got bro. you. We got the veteran OG cornerback, Charles Peanut Tillman joining yeah. the show. OG, OG. Dog. In line to get possibly his first Super Bowl. Man, he would deserve it. He came it. in with me. He would deserve it, man. Deservedly so. We got him on the show. Um, we're also going to spit a little something. This is the R&B show, so I wrote a little something. Just a little spoken word. So look, I've been, hey, look, I've been trying to get people to... Okay. Tweet me, write me a verse or something, right? And you could, you was writing your own verse the whole time. Yeah, but I mean, you, you wasn't asking me to write a verse for you. You was asking the people. Come on, to write nasty. A verse we don't roll like that, dog. Listen, you supposed to be the hype man. Back me up. Hype <laughs> I me got up. you. I got you, dog. I got right, you, man. So, uh, I got you. Hey, you gonna talk a little Calvin today, huh? We gonna talk a little Calvin, man. What's up, dog? And, and we gonna we gonna jump right into it. We talking Calvin right now, right out the gate. What's up with a man? Look, first check, topic. Ch- check this out, man. First of all. When I heard the news that he was thinking about, I'm not gonna lie. I thought I thought it was a bargaining chip. I thought he just wanted out, man. Right. Like losing can drain you. Nine seasons of losing. Yeah. Nine seasons. He's yeah. been the only bright spot that's been consistent the only time. So I know you're close to him, man. What is he thinking, bro? You know, it's funny how uh, we say that history repeats itself. And you remember uh, Calvin Johnson doing what he's done over the last nine years. You take it back even further, you remember what Barry Sanders did yeah, when he was there true. and then retired early. I mean, you're looking at the highlights right now. In my era of football, there's nobody that has done it on a higher level than Calvin Johnson. You know, and it's not because I played with him. He's literally one of the best to ever do it. But did you ever feel like when you was there with him, did you ever feel like he was going to retire early? I mean, no, not, not at all. But this is what I would tell you. As a fan, I was surprised, a little bit disappointed when I heard the news that he could possibly retire because as a fan, I want to see Calvin Johnson do what he's been doing for a few more years at least. But that's me being selfish. 
and me being a friend and a former teammate, I honestly feel like I completely understand if he is going to retire. Because when people ask me, yo, what's the deal? How do you feel? I feel like Calvin's tired. And yeah. I mean that in every definition of the word. Tired physically. He's been banged up for the last five years consistently. No matter how healthy Calvin tell you he is, because he's such a humble blue-collar individual, he's not going to tell you how banged up he really is. But does he want that big cap number, bro? I mean, come on. We know this, this, this game is about results. You right. get paid on the results. Right. They're not winning, and he carries a quarterback cap number. What, $26 million or something it, like that? It doesn't that, matter, though, Mike. Listen, we've been in this league where we've seen guys get paid for what they've done, not for what they possibly can do. And here's the thing. They rolled the dice when they drafted him and ended up getting one of the best receivers of all time. Why not roll the dice right now and try to woo him back, get him back, and tell him how much he means to the city and possibly get him to play 15 games? If Calvin Johnson yeah. plays 15 games, He's one of the best in the business, period, That's, hands down. I, I feel like if he takes a year off, if he, if he takes a year off, he's going to come back and feel great. Yeah. Because them ankles, those ankles aren't going to be feeling the same like they feel right now, right at the end of the season. You know how emotional we get at the end of a season, bro. Right. We all feel like we Emotionally should retire. Emotionally drained as well. Exactly. We're, dra we're, we're drained. And then I can only imagine, bro. Well, Detroit, here, man. Here's the thing. And this is just me talking as a friend. And yeah. None of this is coming from CJ. If I had something from CJ, I'll tell you, yo, CJ said I can say this. He greenlit me. But all my conversations I've had with CJ over the last 48 hours are private, and they're between me and him. Yeah. If he gives me the green light to talk about it, or if he gives me the green light or confirmation on retirement, I will come out and say it. But I'll say this. If CJ retires, in my opinion, he's done. The crazy thing about CJ, it's not about the money. It's not about the fame. It's not about the praise. It's just about playing ball and bringing a championship to Detroit. It just so happens he was the best receiver in our era, and money, fame, and praise comes along with that. Hall of Famer? You know, in my mind, when I look at Hall of Famers, I always think double-digit years, like 10-plus, 11-plus, 13-plus, because you've done it for a long span of time yeah, at a high yeah. level. If he wasn't a guy that I didn't play with and I didn't see him firsthand, I would say no. But because I know the type of individual he is and really how much he put Detroit on his back, I'm going to say, yeah. There's a difference between putting up numbers and putting an organization on your shoulders for an extended amount of time. And Calvin did that. Calvin made stars out of a mm. lot of people. Mm. Matt Stafford's my boy. I love Matt Stafford. He made I caught Matt a lot Stafford. of balls from Matt Stafford. Yeah, yeah. My brand grew because of Matt Stafford as my quarterback. Calvin Johnson made Matt Stafford better. Calvin Johnson helped get some money in Matt Stafford's pockets. Calvin Johnson made a star out of a lot of people around him. I can't call him a the Hall Randy of Famer, The Randy Moss dog. effect. I can't call him a Hall of Famer, bro. Why not? I just can't Is it because... because now, nine years? Is it no, because no, no. of nine years? No, not, not necessarily because of nine years, because I feel like our, our colleague Terrell Davis getting in, he, he didn't play double digits or whatever. I, I feel like he should be in there, you know what I mean, already. My thing is championships. Championships. Did you affect change? Were you the catalyst for championships? It doesn't matter the position. That's, that, that's how I roll it. And it's not like that all across the, all across the Hall of Fame. But I feel like Mike, if, you, if you're a player, we talk about the greats, bro, and we use the word great too much, you know what I'm saying? I feel like we do. See, my we man do. got a Calvin Johnson jersey on right you. there, man. Look. Yeah, I see you. We, li we live in L.A. That's the support <laughs> he get. You know what I'm saying? He representing right there. But hey, listen. Hey, here's the thing. Not Hall of Famer. I, I, I understand give him exactly Famer. what you're saying, but I'll ask you this. How many greats do we pay homage to and show respect and give that gold jacket to that never won a championship? There's no, plenty. You're right. You're right. In the NFL, Major League Baseball, in the NBA, I don't think your success post-career or how you acknowledge post-career 
should be determined by how much jewelry you got in your jewelry box. Well, then why, why do we play this game, Nate? We play to win, but sometimes, we play for championships, but sometimes bro. the organization you're with doesn't allow you to do that. There's nothing against Detroit. But they weren't built like some of the other squads that have been winning yeah. over the last 10 years. Yeah. So you can't blame Calvin Johnson individually. When he first got there, keeping it all the way real, they were terrible. Yeah, yeah. Two years removed from the time I got there, they had just went 0-16 and then 2-14. So when I got there, there was guys in the locker room that was telling me, this is the funeral grounds for guys' careers. Mm, graveyard. This is the, these are the dudes graveyard. wearing jerseys on Sundays for Detroit. And I'm thinking to myself, I have to change the culture of Detroit. And you know who was the catalyst for that? Was that? Calvin Johnson. So in I my dig opinion, it, man. my I boy, dig it, man. my Big man, Calvin. Look, dog, if you're done for real, man, you was a great in this game, man, heavyweight in this game, man. But look, opening night. Ooh, to my last night. Yeah, last night. Over in San Jose. Open at night. Yeah, down there in San Jose. Yeah, I saw yeah. you all over the tube, bro. How was it? I was. I, I went to kind of the media day last year. Yeah. This was the first year of opening night. What was your thoughts on it, man? I, I got, you know, I got some thoughts got on some it, but what were your thoughts? <laughs> you know, keep it 100, dog. All right? You got <laughs> keep some it influence. funky. Hey, listen, man. You, you can see the images right here. Uh, it, it was absolutely amazing. Mike, as you know, and the world knows by watching me over my career now on TV, I... I haven't sniffed the Super Bowl. I didn't sniff the yeah. Super Bowl. I got to an NFC Championship game once. Um, so being there, you know, experiencing this type of atmosphere and seeing the fans and the people be so entrenched in the moment. And it wasn't just the people in the stands. Yeah. Media personalities like myself felt like little kids. It's just like being around the stars. Fight, Bro, they introduced everybody on the Golden Gate Bridge. And they came out yeah. and, you know, Denver did their thing and they having fun dabbing each other up. And then, you know, the Panthers came out. They doing a dabbing, little dance. Dabbing, they doing their thing. And then Norman came out yeah. on the horse. They dabbing. I'm like, yo, this is live right My here. My only thing is, don't get me wrong, I thought it was a great event, man. And, 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 and it seemed like I tweeted, they showed across the screen earlier, you know, I tweeted that it was like a prize fight, a weigh-in, where guys are kind of looking at each other. It's a spectacle. Yeah. And it's good for the league, man. You know what I mean? It's good for guys, brands, guys, you know, get a chance to talk about more things than football tweet right at there. the opening night. Yeah, man. Um, but I tell you one thing, as a player, now that's something added that you have to prepare for. Yeah. Like you have to prepare for, for opening night, which yeah. is media day. Like I tell guys all the time, man, they're going to ask you a bunch of crazy questions. You're right. going to be, I was asked about midgets, ponies, what? lucky charms. <laughs> Some crazy stuff, you know what I mean? Bitches, ponies, and lucky, lucky charms? Yeah, yeah, all in the same sentence, bro. It's crazy. But anyway, that's a whole nother uh, podcast. <laughs> that's hey, a whole well, okay, podcast. Okay, so let me ask you this, Mike. Now, I was there last night. And, yeah. You know, I was working on the other side. You know, not a player, but yeah. working for the NFL Network, right? You were in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. You've been there. You yes, got this thing I'm right, here, right? Yeah. How did you prepare for me tonight? And, and did it have an impact on... You're weak and getting ready for the game. Well, you know, I play fullback, Nate. So, you know, I'm, I, by, by nature, I'm of service. By nature, I deflect. I deflect praise to my running back. Or I right. deflect praise to my quarterback and my offensive line. Right. But I tell you one thing about Pete, man. Pete said, embrace the moment. Mm. Have fun. You may not ever get back here. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Media day, all the questions. Go crazy on them. Yeah. And, oh, and, okay. And, you used to catch the ball too, man. Come Mike. on, man. I can do that. Come on, man. You see that? You see that? <laughs> anyway, see that. anyway, but Pete, he told us to embrace it. I feel like if you, if you, if you don't embrace it, if mm. you say, 
oh, it's a distract. It, it, you know, it, it's bad. It's a bad thing, and this, that, and the third. If you make it a big deal as a player, yeah, it it, it becomes a distraction. Yeah. All the media becomes a distraction. You got to understand that, and guys have to understand that the media is here, and they're only going to put out what you say. You can't get frustrated, and mm-hmm. these media, the you know, media nights and stuff. Guys get frustrated. And I, it was happy. I was happy how Cam answered his question. Right. You know what I mean. Right. I was happy how he freestyled at the end of it. You yeah. know what I mean. I was happy how how um, Peyton uh, handled his press conference. He handled the questions, deflecting all the questions. The funny thing about Peyton, he won't tell you whether he's going to retire, right? But all the signs look like he's going to retire. Right. You know everything he's. You know he 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 gives you little things here and right. there to let you know, man, this is going to be my last rodeo, man. Right. All right. Now before we move on to this next subject, I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick. Okay. In one word. Describe that feeling you had when you won the Super Bowl. Oh, man. It's hard to put into words, I right? Know, that's why I, I mean, it is because, Nate, you worked so hard, man, uh-huh. for so many years since I was five years old watching, you know, you know, watching Joe Montana drive down against the Denver Broncos yeah. to win it 89 Super Bowl. I think yeah. it was 88 or 89 Super Bowl. You, you, all those memories rush to you, mm. and you like, I'm at the pinnacle. Mm. Everybody is at home across the world watching us celebrating this confetti right now. Mm. And my next thought was, how can I use this platform that I've just created, my team, and that we worked so hard that we've just created for ourselves, because now your name is in what we call indelible ink. Mm. It ain't going nowhere. You're a champion forever. Mm. You see what I'm saying? transcends time. Mm. People are going to still talk about you. Mm. You get what I'm saying? I get and it, I wanted to use my platform to bring other young people up. Other guys up. Mm. I spent some time last night talking to some of the Denver Broncos. I saw them out yeah, getting something to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some of these young guys, man, they just asking me, how does it feel? Like, what am I going to... The first play, what, am I, what is it going to feel like? Nate, I didn't catch my breath till the second quarter. Mm. From the first kickoff. Mm. Bro. Hey, listen, it ain't the young guys that want to know how I feel. I'm 34 <laughs> years old, and I am damn envious, bro. Like, dead serious, just hearing you guys talk about that, it, it, uh, it gives me goosebumps, man, because I ain't get close, but I, I live vicariously through the guys that have been there and done that and won that. So, man, you know, I'm always going to commend man. you for that, man. That's an awesome, awesome thing. Um, let's we got let's next, jump, let's we'll jump into this now. quarterback conversation. Okay. Let, let's talk about it. So, I, I want you to fill in the blank, and then okay. I'll fill in the blank. If the Broncos win the Super Bowl, Peyton Manning is. Ooh. And he may already be, but I'm going to say immortal. Immortal. Okay. I mean, he's going to, he's already up there in the annals as far as statistics. Okay. But you talk about multiple championships with different teams, multiple MVPs (laughs) with different teams. The game follows him. He sets the bar. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And the guys that I know that have, that, that's been on his teams, he's the general. Uh-huh. And I think he wins another Super Bowl, man. He can ride off into, into the sunset like I did and don't even look back. Because, again, he's going to be able to get paid. He's going to be able to do whatever he wants because of his, immor- his immortality. I like you that. You get what I'm saying? I'm going to say if the Broncos win, Peyton Manning is top three of all time. Just top three. Just top three. Well, I feel like giving him that top three spot uh, is a solidification of his immortality, like you okay. said, because 
When you're talking Tom Brady and whoever else you want to put. Who you put? Who you, are you, uh, so Tom Brady, paid man? Nah, that's third? not the conversation Okay, right okay, okay. <laughs> I ain't going to put you on the spot. <laughs> I do got Tom, Tom Brady in, in my top three. But on the flip side, if they lose, he falls in my top ten. So mm. it's a big difference in how I view him, my perception. Do I still think he's one of the best to ever do it? Yes. Did he change the game? Yes. Um, is he one of the hardest men to game plan for? Yes. It's yeah. just the fact that he would have went to – Four Super Bowls and only won one. Now, I got on the show and said that that shouldn't be a reason why you don't stamp the approval on his career because just getting there, to me, yeah. is enough. Yeah. But he will have that tag or that stamp that he didn't win the big game as many times as he should. So that, that's how I'm going I'm to I'm flip I that. Dig it. I can dig Manning. it. I can dig now, it. Now, let, let's, let's, let's go on the flip side of things. Okay, okay. Let's go to the other sideline with if, Cam Newton. If the, if the Carolina Panthers win the Super Bowl, Cam Newton is... I'm, I'm going to go ahead. ahead you this. go first. If the Carolina Panthers win the Super Bowl, Cam Newton is the best quarterback in the NFL. He already is, bro. Right now. I'm not talking about this year MVP tag. I'm talking about he has taken the spot of whoever you might think. For me, it's been Brady no, for so Nate. long. No, no, I'm talking you can't about say that, Nate. right now. Nate, Nate, you can't can, say that. I'm, is, I'm, I'm my, not going to let you go. Answer, I'm not going to let you go down that path. Let, you know why? No, I'm brother. going down this path. You're I'm just brother. saying. Listen, you're only only as good as your last game, your last season. So you're I'm right, saying, dog. going into next year, going into 2016 season, Cam will be labeled the best quarterback in the game, and he's either going to have to play terrible to lose that spot, or somebody's going to have to play better and knock him off the top of the mountain. Nate, Nate, you talk about Tom Brady, 13. Consecutive years. I'm talking I mean, about in the game playoffs. now. We're not I mean, talking about resume. Yeah, Mike. I understand that, but he just got out a Mike, week ago. Uh, what uh, I'm saying is he's almost answering my own question my own way. Because no, I'm not going to let you go down that no, path. I'm down bro. that path. I'm already down the rabbit hole. Don't do it to okay? yourself, man. It's a wrap. You go ahead and answer the question then. If the Carolina if, Panthers if win, Carolina win, Cam if Newton Carolina, is, If Carolina wins, Cam Newton will validate. You know, I'm holding. Listen. He will validate. Okay. That style of quarterbacking and leadership. That's not already validated, Mike? No. He's the only one to really do it. He's talked about it, Nate. Let's get into it. He's talked about it, Nate. I mean, okay. let's just be honest. He talked about the hip-hop culture and the influence on, 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 on uh, that pop culture and hip-hop culture has on the league, and that's why his appeal is so much to players. Right. Cam can, and I know this because from talking to players in that locker room, right. Cam can go hang out and listen to uh, Future, with uh, some of the some of the you know some of the guys that you know that dig with future for that trap music right. in one part of the locker room, but he can go listen to um what is it um, little country little country little, little rock and roll little rocky uh, maybe rocky little classical all of that stuff thing. he can do it all I can man and, and and to me that's leadership man okay that's leadership bro I, I feel like his leadership is already validated by what he's done this year but no I feel you I like that I a like guy that like him has not won the Super okay Bowl so yet. getting back to what I said because you kind of okay. jumped on me about that yeah about I jumped his, on you. him being the best quarterback in the league and labeled that and going to next year as that let me know now don't get me wrong that, when you guys won a Super Bowl. Did you feel like you were the best team in the NFL going into the next season as a team? Well, you got to understand, Nate. I retired right, there, right after that. Okay, but you know what I mean, Mike. <laughs> Did you go into the next season after winning knowing, okay, we are the best. Somebody's going to have to beat me or we're going to have to play less yeah, than ourselves. Yeah, that's definitely the mentality. That's definitely so the mentality. So I'm saying if Cam wins the Super Bowl, somebody's going to have to beat the Carolina Panthers in the next Super Bowl or he's going to have to play terrible enough to where we don't consider him the best. Right now, he's clearly to the me, best quarterback. He's MVP. And if he wins the Super Bowl, that's the MVP stamp on top of the MVP in the Super Bowl, which means, in my opinion, you're the best quarterback in the game. Okay. I, I, 
I'm not. I still don't want you to go down that path, dog. All you right, can't. Cool. You, 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 you can't do it, bro. Come on, nasty. Hey, listen, but hey, we do got Charles Tillman. So peanut, we got somebody he that's he's gonna he's gonna join the show a little okay, bit later. Okay, okay, okay. But, but we do have somebody that's in the locker room and can speak a little bit more descriptively about Cam. I'm telling you, he's gonna speak about that leadership. He's gonna, he's gonna speak, speak about, about it and talk about stuff, it, man. He knows them, bro. All right, so let's talk about these matchups, man. Um, now I, I want to talk about the specific matchup with the Denver Broncos DBs. Okay. You know, you got Chris Harris, a key to lead. Okay. Some would say the best secondary in the game. How it's funny because some would say on the other side of the ball, it's the best secondary in the game. But going up against Chris Harris and Aqib. Like if you personally was going up against. Personally, me. Okay. You're going to have to do more than just your traditional routes. Uh, They're a very aggressive defense. So at the line of scrimmage, if they're in bump, they're putting their hands on you. Aqib, one of the best in the game. Yep. You're looking at the clips right here. I want you to pay attention to his length. I mean, when he's anywhere near the ball, he's going to either try to get his hands on it, pick it off, or break it up. I mean, these, these, this isn't your typical group of DBs. They're not just out there to stay in front of you. These guys want to get their hands on balls. Um, one of the best in the game at PBUs, like we're seeing right now, very aggressive on impact when you're running a route. They'd rather the ref throw a flag, warn them, okay. yeah. than to be passive. So you're going to have to do a double move, which means the quarterback is going to have time. But there lies the problem. Quarterbacks don't have much time. When you got Demarcus Ware and Von Miller coming off the edge, putting yeah. pressure on you, when they're only rushing three, maybe four guys. Speaking of that front seven, though. Speaking of that front seven, yeah. and I'm going to do if I was going up against the Denver Broncos front seven versus Von Miller, you know, um, Demarcus, Demarcus Ware yeah. and, and the linebackers. i tell you one thing. I blocked uh, Von Miller before. Ooh. How was that? And it's one of the toughest jobs a wow. human can have because he's fast. He's just as athletic as you. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? His, right. his lateral movements are just as you as yours is. And he has an attitude. Mm. You get what I'm saying? He plays with his hands and he has an attitude. He are really, you really saying he, had, he got that dog in him? He, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> he that, has the he, dog hey, in him, You bro. can see it, though. And, he got that and dog in him. he really can get after it. If, you, if I was going up against him, I'm playing – Two tight ends, double wing, or whether it's a tackle, tight end, whatever, you have to constantly uh. double this guy, and you run at him. He's one, of the, him. he's one of the top guys in the league at playing the run, but you get him tired. Uh. It's a body blow. It's like, it's like a heavyweight match. You want to keep throwing those body blows because in the, if you're down late, late in the game, if you're, if you're the Carolina Panthers, you don't want this guy fresh rushing the pass. Oh, okay, you see what I'm saying? You. you set them up for late on in the game, and guess what? Your run's also popping. You keep Peyton Manning off the field. So huh. run the football and run right at those So most rushes. people would think run away from him. No, dude. Because you got to think, what makes him good is his speed, right? Oh, so if you, you run away from him, like you try to run away from J.J. Watt, he's just going to run you down. I like that train of thought. You see what I'm saying? I like that What we got thought. next, man? What we got next? All right. Let's talk about Josh Norman. How would you match up versus Josh Norman? You know, one of the best cornerbacks in the game. Zone player, though. Within their system, I was just yeah. about to say, within their system, that cover three, one of the best. The thing about the cover three is that if you're long and you have great anticipation, you can get your hands on a lot of balls. Yeah. I mean, and that's another thing you got to worry about with Josh. Like, he could come off the edge. And blitz. One of the only teams that still have confidence in that corner blitz. That they still blitz. run the corner cat. Yeah. But when you're, when you're going to get somebody that has a, the plays cover three so well, you have to attack them laterally because they have their deep third, right? Yep. So, first out the gate, 
First 15 plays, I'm taking one shot over the top. Just to let them know I'm go- I can Just go Just to let them know I need you to respect the fact that we got speed and we can go over the top. Whether you use Emmanuel Sanders and his tremendous ability to, to run deep routes and high point the ball. It's Peyton throwing the football. Or Bebe, where you can throw it up and say, all right, let's see who can out jump who with uh, Demarius. Because Demarius can jump go up balls. and get it. I, I get what you're saying. And then on top of that, you're going to have to be very precise in route running. So we're talking curl routes. Yep. Deep comebacks. And the only reason I say deep comebacks because there's a moment where a DB knows you're about to run past me. It's 10 to 12 yards. That's their clock in their head. So if I start chopping my feet at 8 to 9, 10 yards, then they know, okay, I can break right now. So be disciplined on my route. Be disciplined on my route. And then because you want to run deep curl routes and deep comebacks, once I get to 15 yards as a DB, because he has deep third and no help behind him. He got to get out of there. He got to get out of there. Yeah. So if I'm running, keep discipline. I don't drop. I don't give him no telltale signs. I don't sift my eyes. I don't turn my head. As soon as I get to my break, da-da-da, and I come out. That's what you got to do against Josh. If you do anything wrong, any subtlety within your route movement, he's on top of it. Dude, if I was going up against this Carolina Panthers front seven, Carolina Panthers front seven, you know the Denver Broncos, they run a zone scheme, Mm. run game. I love the zone scheme, okay? You know, I had great success, made it to Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, all of that, running the zone scheme. But I tell you one thing, to attack it where you think the front side is, it's not the front side. In zone running, your backside is your front side. Explain that to me. So if I'm running right, yeah. okay, basically my left guard and tackle, they got to cut the defensive tackle and they got to cut the linebacker uh-huh. because eventually that's where I'm going. Mm, I'm, I zone you. is pushing everybody to one side, okay, and, and cutting back that, behind, the, cutting back behind the, cut, the cut blocks of the, uh, of the backside. I now, watching film, the Denver Broncos had been great at their backside cutoffs. Mm. They have not been great at their backside cutoff. So this is going to be huge. Can they get Kiwan short on the ground? Can they get Star Lele on the ground? Mm. We'll see, Nate. We'll see. I don't know. Now, hey, now talk specifically about Luke Keekley, oh. one of the best in the game. And, and, I mean, it's not just him tackling running backs in the backfield. We know he can go north-south. What's more impressive to me is he can go east-west, sideline to sideline. And on top of that, if he's anywhere around the ball, His he can pick six the thing like His we're coverage, watching right bro. now. His coverage, it, it, he has a unique ability. You hear people hear me talk about it all the time, to see two people. He can see that, that number three receiver screaming down the middle of the field. He oh. can also see the, uh, a, a dig route coming in behind it and whether to go to the dig route or whether to sink with this, um, mm. with this guy screaming down the middle of the field. He has a his football IQ. He's, he's a football uh, uh, junkie, man. Stays at the facility all of the time. Yeah. And again, I blocked this guy. I, I, got, I caught him his rookie year. I caught him a few times. Oh, you caught him? Yeah. Remember, I've caught you. Oh, that don't count, man. You know, hey, he was he was rookie. That was before he got on his weightlifting regimen. Hey, <laughs> before he started eating good, before right? Before he started eating good. <laughs> but what makes him good is great, or rather, he's not concerned about the blocker in the run game. He's getting to the ball. You have linebackers that are playmakers, they get to the ball. You have linebackers that are just thumpers. Late in Patrick Willis's career, a thumper. I love to go against him because I knew exactly what he was going to do. Navarro Bowman, Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley, Levante David, those guys, they never give you a shoulder. Yeah. They never give you a hard surface. So you're going in there thinking it's going to be an athletic outfit, boom, and they hit you in the mouth. That's what's up. It's hard out there, man. It's hard out there, man. It's hard out there for running backs. Come on, man. It's going to be hard out there for the running backs on Sunday. But next up, we got a very special guest. Oh, yeah. Peanut here? My my man, producer TD and the whole R&B crew. 
They always land in a special guest. Man. We got Charles Peanut Tillman coming up on the show in a little bit. R&B. Let's get it. Speaking of that tremendous Carolina Panthers defense, uh, we are joined by the one, the only man, Mr. Legend, man, Charles. Still doing it. Peanut Tillman in the house. I like that. Still yeah. doing it. Still doing it. <laughs> that would caught me off guard. <laughs> I was like, came, Charles we, P. Oh, still, okay, still yeah. doing it. We came in the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I took off the jersey, put the suit on. You still got the jersey on, still balling at a high level, as we saw in the highlights. Appreciate you joining us, brother. Man, thanks for having me. Y'all two are killing it right hey, now. You know, it's I'm a trying. movement, man. Changing the, man I like it. I like it, though. Congrats. Changing the game, just like y'all changing yeah, the game. Yeah, trying to. Trying like said, to. We talked off camera. It reminded me of, remind me of us, our team, when we won this ring right here, man. You know what I mean? Y'all having fun. Y'all doing y'all thing. And first question, how has Cam changed? How is he, Cam Newton, your quarterback, how has he changed? How has he matured? What is he like on and off the field, man? Well, I can't speak about him last year because I didn't know him like that, yeah. you know, being in the locker room. It's my first year with Carolina. But I, just from, I guess, if you want to say a mature standpoint, I think he's leading this team. Yeah. You know, I, I think we all kind of have similar personalities to Cam, the way he's having fun, the way he puts the team on his back. I mean, mm. that guy is hitting on all cylinders right mm. now. There's nothing he cannot do. That's crazy. You know, he does this for a reason because yeah. the dude is he's balling like Superman, mm. running, uh, uh, throwing, just our offensive line is doing amazing stuff. The guy will sit back there and just and look. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, he's got a great supporting cast, man. You know, I, I can't say he, he's not doing it alone, but his, his, his supporting cast has been amazing. A follow-up, follow-up. Do you think the quarterback position is going to change because of Cam Newton? Yeah, definitely. He's a trendsetter. You know, he was talking about it earlier. People don't really understand how he's doing it. He's doing it his way, the way he wants to do it. You know, he's not doing it the conventional way. He's unconventional. Everything about Cam is unconventional. Awesome. You know, from his pants to <laughs> how he plays the game. And it's all good. You know, he's been himself the whole entire time. And you got to respect that about that man. Now, we just showed your highlights. And, you know, I've had a great amount of respect for this guy because I was in the NFC North for a long time. Yeah. Had tremendous battles yes. against him in that secondary. I remember when I caught my first touchdown against him. I, I was you crazy excited. You now, yeah, he got me a few times with the peanut <laughs> punch. But I caught my first touchdown against him. This was like years after playing against him. And I, I thought I accomplished something because this was the guy we game planned against. Now, I say that to say this. Every week when we got ready to face you, mm -hmm. you were at the top of the board. You were that guy. So you know what it's like to have a target on you at the cornerback right. position. You're playing with a guy, Josh Norman, mm -hmm. who has a target on his back. Some may say he drew it on himself. Mm -hmm. Some may say because he's one of the best corners that he automatically gets that target. What have you seen in Josh being that you've been at the pinnacle of being the best cornerback in the game? And now some are saying that he could possibly be one of right. the best quarterbacks in the game. Right. So, again, didn't know Josh last year, but just what things I've heard, um, he's matured. Yeah. You know, he's, I think he's learning the game. And – you know, as you mature and as you get older in this league, the game kind of slows up for you. Mm. 
you understand how teams are trying to attack. You understand splits, you know, a three-by-one formation, uh, third-and-one, three-by-one formation. Uh, the guy's two yards outside the numbers. What's he running? It's number one receiver. Yeah, yeah, stutter, stutter, run that slant. Mm. You know, so I, I think he understands the game more, yeah. and it's kind of slowing down for him, and it's allowing him to react and not think and just make plays. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Now, rumors have surfaced about – uh, my boy, Calvin Johnson, yeah. you know, you, you played in that NFC North for a long time. You faced Calvin Johnson yeah. many a times. Um, some say he could be retiring. You sent out a tweet, you know, uh, basically showing, you know, your respect, respect for Calvin and what he's done. And, and t- you talked about facing him. Uh, what was so difficult about going up against CJ? Ali Frazier. Mm. <laughs> Ali Frazier, man. I, I knew when we used to face each other, it was a it was a heavyweight bout, man. And I knew I had to bring my A game coming with him. You know, because I when I used to watch my film, he would go out and just kill it. Mm. And I knew in order for me to go out and not get killed, <laughs> I had to bring my A game. And, and what was your A game? How how did you approach it differently when facing Calvin versus other receivers? I just tried to win at the line. Oh. You know, I, I really tried to win at the line so I wouldn't have to win down the field, 10, 15, 20 yards mm. down the field. I tried to win at the line. You know, dude is a fierce competitor, man, fierce competitor. Um, sad to see him go if he is retiring, but at the same time, hey, man, I, I wish him nothing but the best. I mean, he's had an amazing career, yeah. amazing career. Yeah. You know, if I, if I had a vote, I know I don't get a vote, but if <laughs> I had a vote, I would put my vote for him to be a first ballot hall, like a, first, uh, ballot, first ballot hall of famer. I can dig that. That's, that's what's up. up. That's respect that's right there. Checking out your shirt, Wild for Uno. That's who you hear um, uh, representing on behalf of. Talk a little bit about Wild for Uno, man. So what everybody, everybody play Uno, right? Yes. We do. Let me oh, get there. Okay. So we're Wild for Uno. Okay. Basically, you get four. Excuse me, three blank wild cards, okay. and you get to write on them what you want. So right now we got to draw until you get blue, and then you get to pick the color. <laughs> Show everybody your hand. Okay. And then you get skipped five times. <laughs> so, so hold on. It ain't blank, and you write on them. You write on them. So you playing Uno, Uno. You know what? I got my wild card. Bam. You get skipped five times. So this is the new Ooh. twist. This is a new twist to Uno. On the old game. On the old okay. game. Spice it up a little bit. I like that's, that. That's you can put, I like that, You know, man. you can put whatever. Uh, switch hands. Give me your deck. Give me your hand. All nice. right. Give me that hand. Like oh yeah, it. Uno. I'm oh, out. Where can I? Where can I watch this? Can I watch this anywhere? YouTube? What you mean? Anything? Who are you gonna go buy the pack, bro? Buy it at the store. I'm just saying this to see how it go, man. It go the same way. You huh? must not know how. You ain't ever played Uno. I played Uno, so it it's worked all the, the same, same way. It, 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 the, the game except is the exact, except the wild card. That's it. Okay. That's the only okay. twist to the okay. game. You can't this get crazy with it. Though. I can't. You can do whatever changer. you want to do. There's no limits to this what is you, whatever, whatever you want to do to the oh, game. It's, it's on it. you. Yeah, I got to get that. I gotta, it's whatever I, you want to do. Like, how did you get connected with Uno, bro? Like, well, you know, man, I got peoples out there. Yeah. And, you know, you got people you know, that know I got people, people that there, I got people that know people. Okay, I can. And there are people contacting my people. Now we peoples. <laughs> I can dig that. Well, listen, hey, we was gonna let you go, but we gonna we gonna let you. We're going to let you chill with us while we do our game picks. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you straight up. I know who you're going to we, we not We're not going to say anything that we wouldn't say because you're here. So right. we're going to keep no. it real. Our picks is going to remain the same. Right out the gate. Mike, who you got? Why are you going to put me on the spot first? Who you got for the Super Bowl? Well, <clears throat> how long do I got to explain it? Because I don't want them to get mad at me. Man, just explain. We boys, man. Okay, man. Go ahead. Hey, look, man. 
I think the game is going to be a lot closer than what people think. Okay. Okay. Um, the Denver Broncos defense is um, balling out of control sure. right now. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. But they're going up against a guy, a team, an offense um, that's driven right now. They're having fun. I got the Carolina Panthers squeaking this one out oh. because they're going to run the football. That's how you're going to mitigate the pass rush coming off the edge. You're going to throw them body blows, you know, running power, running counter and all those types of things. And I just think Carolina Panthers, they're destined this year to do it, man. Yeah. Well, I like that. I don't need to go in that much depth, but I got the Carolina, I got the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I like that. Destined. Yeah. I, I, like I, just, that. I just like the fact that um, when you're matching up the offensive speed of the Carolina Panthers versus that defense of the Denver Broncos, at some point, uh, it's going to be too much for that Denver defense to handle. And I think another factor that a lot of people don't really recognize is that the Carolina Panthers is one of the best momentum teams in the game. Yeah. And we don't talk about that much. Once the offense gets going, get clicking, defense makes a play. Defense makes a play. Offense is like, I got to make a play. Somewhere in, in their special teams comes in there like, we got to make a play. Accountability, man. And everybody starts piling on. Man. Accountability. You feel, you feel bad if you don't carry your weight. I feel right. like you know this game is going to be close to three quarters, and then all of a sudden that momentum that we've seen these guys play with is going to hit the Denver But Broncos I got to tell you one like thing. It's still, it's still Tuesday. It is Tuesday. It's still Tuesday. So tomorrow, Peanut, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I may go with the Broncos. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> he said, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, all right, man. So you know. give me your MVP, non-quarterback, though. Ooh. MVP non-quarterback. I probably gonna have to go with Ted again, man. Mm, yeah, like yeah, Ted again, man. Uh, I think he's a guy that world-class speed. I played against him in college. Um, I had to tackle him on punt. He doesn't have any hips, so when you try to tackle him, you just fall right down. Okay, narrow, you know, very narrow. <laughs> very you narrow. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when he gets that head down, man, and 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 he can take the top off the coverage. That's going to open up stuff for Greg Olson. That's going to open up stuff for all the guys in the middle, in the intermediate routes, man. I think Teddy Ginn is going to have to have a big game. Whether look, whether it's catching a whole lot of passes deep or whether it's just again taking stuff that don't show up in the box score, right? Taking the top off and opening up for other guys. I can dig that. Is Teddy Ginn one of the fastest guys you ever played with? Uh, yeah, yeah. The guy can run like he the got wind. world class. You ever speed, seen bro? Forrest Gump? He's like, you might not believe this, but I can run like the wind. Yeah, <laughs> that's him. He can run like the I can wind. Run like the wind. All right. When I'm covering him, I literally just like, damn, it's Ted. Say it, and I just, I just take off one. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'll I just, meet you I here. Just take off that's run. what Patrick Peterson did like, all just, a few weeks ago. I you kind of see guys I doing that running because I know I, it's, it's a track meet. That's, I that's take off running. Nate, Nate, who you got, man? My non-quarterback MVP pick is Luke Keekley. Just because I feel like you talk about filling up the box scores, uh, you know, tackles for loss, tackles, sacks, and then if he get his hands on it on a ball, and you know, he can get to the house if he intercepts a rock. Yeah. So you figure a guy that can make that type of impact defensively, and, and it, you know, he's one of them guys. You know, regardless of you know all the different pieces that that defense is made out of, um, he's polarized. You know, he's that quarterback, so uh, he's almost kind of the face of that core. And if, if he fills up the stat box, it's going to be hard for them not to give him the MVP uh, it, unless Cam just goes absolutely bananas, which we are all expecting. So I got Luke Keekley, man. To, all to right. Get one, last, one last question. What's up? All right. Beyonce. She's oh, Beyonce performing halftime yeah, with Coldplay. We can Coldplay. say that now. Okay. She's set to go. She you know set, what I mean? She, she Favorite Beyonce song. You're going to be on, on this too. Favorite Beyonce song. Well, let them think about it. I'm going to go yeah. first. <laughs> I'm going to go with Party featuring Andre 3000. You know, oh. we like to party because I'm an 80s baby. I like that. It makes me feel like kind of that old school 90s vibe, like SWV. Yeah. But then on top of that, 
she got Andre 3000 to rap. Like, and that's one of the Everybody been waiting for him to get on the track. So that's one of my, my favorite Beyonce songs. I ain't going to even lie, man. Don't think differently of me, all right? I'm, I'm going to let you go first, then. Yeah, yeah, don't think differently <laughs> of me, man. I was thinking about it. I was, you know, I, I, I like the songs, the video of Single Ladies. I was gonna you like Single Ladies? Nah, that's <laughs> respect. Ain't nothing wrong with yeah. it, though. It's respect. I could dig yeah. that. That's one of her best I, I singles like, of I all like, time. I like, I like Cater to you, man. Oh, uh, Cater to you. Don't touch it, something. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch it right here. Every time, though. She said something yeah. about take your do rag off. Yeah. I said, "Oh, she taking my do rag off. Put your shoes up." Yeah, said, yeah let me. Yes, yeah. yes. Hey, when we oh, heard that, we driving yeah. home from work. I remember I was driving home from the facility. I said, "Oh, I'm gonna get oh. catered to tonight." Oh yeah, I can't. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that, a song. Bro. That's what's up, man. I could dig that. Hey, we appreciate you joining Thanks us. Thanks for man. coming on, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Pleasure. I'm proud of y'all, though, man. Y'all hey, killing it right now. Let me see that beat one more time. You gotta come out to. Yeah, it's a I possibility. It. Possibility. It's a possibility. Hey, I need to be in that club. You got to. I need to be in that you got club, to, man. That's the same. That's club. Well, our vote says that you guys will be come Sunday night. I hope y'all are right, man. And it's Tuesday, though, Peanut. Yeah. I can't sit there and lie to you, It ain't going to change. It ain't going <laughs> to change. Don't nothing change. <laughs> nothing change. Don't nothing change. <laughs> but we appreciate it. All I ask is when you do get the ring that you let me see it. Yeah. When you come to L.A. and keep yeah. it with us in the studio. I will definitely do that. That's what's up, man. Good luck. Get healthy. And enjoy this week, man. So yeah, get man. all in. Hey, it's been yeah. a long time coming, man. You did a lot Thank this you, week. Sir. One of the best to do OG, it. Man. And uh, you deserve step. to be here, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's up. it for this week's show, man. What's That's up, it? Nate? That's it. Oh, we did our thing, bro. We did our thing. Yeah. Our, 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 you got something for us? Okay, I, I wrote a little something. I wrote a little spoken word. Yeah, yeah. See, you know, Nate, this, Nate, this, Nate this does the R&B, so this is what we do. Got a little spoken word. Come on, Nate. This is how we're going to put it in like this. All right. R&B got it covered. From Santa Clara to San Fran. Football fans out here kicking it, something like Van Damme. Ooh. Better enjoy the week, because Sunday coming up quickly. Kickboxer. So I hope you got your tickets ready for Super Bowl 50. Uh. Battle for the ages and the battle of the ages. Peyton closing the chapter, Cam still writing pages. Panthers been dancing, Davis since day one. Dab. Cam rocking number two, but his game is A1. Uh. And that defense confident, it don't mean they bragging. Creating turnovers like they seen what play you picked on Madden. Mm, Apple. Yeah. But the Broncos, D, they ain't nothing to play with. DeMarcus Ware off the edge and Von Miller stay lit. Uh, like a fox. And they could have one of the best secondaries peak the squad. Chris Harris keeps leading. TJ Ward. Listen, the offense started with Peyton, then went to Brock. Manning a backup, boy. We was a shot. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so he came back strong and proved he wasn't done yet. We'll see if he get that win and right off in the sunset. Oh, see you guys Sunday. RB podcast. Drop the mic. I walked Drop away. The mic. I done walked away. And that's RB for you. I'm sorry. Oh. I limped away. I limped away. You dropped the mic and I limped away. <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here. Make sure you check out the Dave Damashek football program. You can watch it on YouTube, NFL.com. You can listen to it on iTunes or Stitcher or NFL.com slash podcasts. We look at the world of pro football and the game called life.